The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Fascinating interviews and compelling conversations. Be present. The Diane Ray Show. Hello, everybody. I'm so glad you could join me today and for being present with me for Be Present, The Diane Ray Show. <laughs> I am Diane Ray, obviously your host. And uh, I'm excited today because I'm actually uh, not broadcasting from my little home setup here. I am here at Unity Village in the historic tower broadcasting from the Unity Online Radio Studios here with my partners in crime, Jeff and Louie. So it's really cool. If you've never been out to Unity Village uh, here in Lee Summit, Missouri, it's a beautiful campus, fountains, beautiful rose bushes, historic buildings, and we are high atop everything with uh, an eagle's eye view up here in the tower, which uh, is pretty cool. So I'm excited to be doing the show here today. And also I'm excited to introduce you to my guest. And I'll be bringing him on in just a minute. John Holland is joining me today. And John is an internationally known psychic medium, author, and spiritual teacher. Even as a child, he was born with an inner sense of knowing and felt like he was the different one in the family. And I've seen John uh, many times doing his live presentation, and he'll always ask the crowd, so which one was the different one in the family? You know, hands go up. So I think a lot of us can relate to that feeling. A near-fatal auto accident accident when he was 30 was a wake-up call that brought his dormant psychic abilities to the surface. After the accident, John went on to study with some of the top spiritual mediums in the UK for two years, honing his gifts, and has since been working as a psychic medium and teacher for over two decades. And he's the author of several books, including his most recent, Bridging Two Realms, as well as best-selling Oracle card decks, all of which are available as apps. And you can hear John on his weekly online radio show show Spirit Connections on Hay House Radio that he's been doing for many years. I think you're on your, what, 12th year now doing the show? 13. 13. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. And you can also connect with him online at johnholland.com. And John, it's so good to hear your voice. You too, darling. How are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm very good. So I've been spending the uh, past couple of days uh, diving into your book, Bridging Two Realms, and I, I really love the book. I mean, I encourage everybody to pick this up. You know, the book has been described as one of the clearest pictures anyone could have of the spirit world. And this is a world that you are always aware of. So I mentioned before, I was kind of joking that you say during your live presentations that you were the different one. So I just wanted you to share a, a little bit about growing up as the different one, because I think a lot of people can relate. And you, you go more into this in depth in your earlier book called Born Knowing. But I mean, I, I always felt like kind of the different one, not like really a black sheep, but just interested in, in different things than my siblings. Right. I was the same way, Diane. Um, you know, from New England, raised Catholic, Irish-Italian family. I was always the different one in the family, meaning while my brothers and sisters were out playing or my brothers were playing baseball or sports, I was inside um, either reading esoteric books, books on magic, spirit, ghost, religion. Um, never, No one's ever pointed me to those books. That's why my first book is called Born Knowing. I was quite aware and sensitive as a child. Um, I knew things that I couldn't possibly have known. 
Um, if somebody was going to visit the house suddenly, um, or the phone may ring, or finishing other people's thoughts, or I used to see spirit people in my bedroom thinking I was dreaming. So, you know, in television shows like Bewitched, I Dream a Genie, um, anything that had to do with those kind of shows, or Ghost, or the Ghost of Mrs. Muir, I was fascinated by. And no one ever pointed me to, in that direction, you know, psychic development, esoteric studies. So was I, like you, Diane, are we different? Are we, maybe we were, we're just a more aware than some other people, is what I think. No, I agree. I always love to read those things. And didn't you wish, watching I Dream of Jeannie, that you could be in Jeannie's bottle? I always thought that would be so cool, because the inside of her bottle looked really, you know, with the pillows and all that. <laughs> yes. yes, absolutely. Yep. And if I had the ability of uh, Samantha Stevens, maybe, right. or... Uh, but, you know, I was like that. I was fascinated by psychic ability, and but the word psychic wasn't used then. So I was made to feel different because I was different, um, you know, to my family. And, you know, like today, I mean, a lot of kids get, uh, you know, there's a lot of bullying if you're a little different or um, in, the, in the smallest way. But back then, it, it was the same, too. I was, you know, called names, something's wrong with him, and family members would look at me differently. And so, like, society, you know, because society and people around you, I hid the ability. I just didn't talk about it anymore. And years later, um, as I was growing up, I still studied this subject and moved to California, and that, then that accident happened. And it, a lot of people think I had the accident, and then I became uh, psychic. We're all born intuitive. I was very, very intuitive as a child and sensitive and psychic. But the abilities that I pushed down, didn't pay attention to, what happened once in a while came back um, ever so strongly, because I really believed, Diane, that that accident saved my life. Um, it stopped me from living a certain way, and I got more in touch with the, my spiritual side, and that's when the abilities really, really opened, and it opened, they opened very, very fast and unexpectedly. And that was when you went to the UK, and you really studied, like you have really studied your craft. Oh my God, yeah, and I'll continue to study. Um, the psychic part happened um, first. Um, and then two years, a lot of my friends used to say, John, you should do readings. And I said, I don't want to. I don't want that responsibility. I don't want to go back to those childhood memories. I don't want to deal with skeptics. Um, slowly, uh, I started um, reading cards at an aromatherapy shop um, in Santa Monica in uh, West L.A. And I started doing that, never kept my day job. And then two years into doing this work, that's when people started showing up on the other side. Um, and I was dealing with just being a psychic, never mind uh, dealing with people that have passed. And so once again, I wanted to see why is this happening? How is this happening? I just didn't accept it. I wanted to know why is this happening? And all my research brought me to spiritualism, which started in the U United States, but every book that I was reading was from the United Kingdom. And that's when I said, if I could only go over there, and sure enough, synchronistic events brought me over there and studied for two, two and a half years. And I'll continue to study, Diane. I think if we say we've learned all we can, then, there's, then you need to stop doing what you're doing, because this is a field like anything. There's always room for growth. That's true. And there's a lot more research. I know there's been a lot done in the past, but Absolutely. we're always learning more and more about people's abilities and, and what they can do. And where you went in the UK, I think you've called it Hogwarts, you know, before jokingly, but it's a place where you really were able to be around other people that had the similar ability and interest. And then you, you know, really were able to intensely study and, and strengthen your craft, right? 
Right, absolutely. A lot of people, I think the uh, the press and the television people um, said it, they, it was the Arthur Finley School, which I introduced to a lot of readers uh, for the first time, and a lot of people went over there. It's, this, it's Arthur Finley College, or AFC, or Stansted Hall, uh, where taught mediums from year, from way the 19th and tw- you know 19th century started the 20th century um you know go there to study i went there for one week completed a cl- uh, course and then another week the training was intense it kind of put everything in perspective but i developed within the spiritualist church for the two years also i didn't go to the Arthur finley college for two years um because you can't you can't you can't take it you can't go that much to, you can't it's too much study for you it's too much on your system but the uk and studying with the spiritualists for two two and a half years in in circle with them, seeing different way mediums work. That's where I got a lot of my training also. Because, Diane, I said, if I'm doing this work, I want to know how the mechanics of how does this work. How does this work? Because I don't want to give general statements if a spirit is coming through to someone who's getting a message. Um, so that's why I'm a big advocate of evidence and validation and education. And in Bridging Two Realms, it was written, basically, I started writing that because I wanted to help people who have lost people and for people who are about to lose people, to let them know where their loved one is going and where they are after they go and what happens to them. Second part of the book is for the development, because a lot of people die and they want to be mediums. And if you're going to live that kind of life, you've got to get serious, because it's a, it's a commitment, it's a life of service, and people's lives are in your hands. That's So the second part of the book is, is what that is about that. And how people can connect for themselves also in the first part of the book, how someone can connect with their loved one on the other side for themselves. Because there's many uh, techniques in, if you, you know, like you said, you read it, I have a lot of research in there. Mm-hmm. You do. It's very, and the book is very uh, experiential, is the word. Right. You know, you're yes. really giving people things that they can work on, exercises that they can try. And, and I love that because there was a couple of things that I, I experimented with. You know, I, I like to use cards and things like that. So I like that you added that into the book. You know, and what you do is very special. Now, the subtitle is Learn to Communicate with Your Loved Ones on the Other Side. And, and like you just said, so we all are born with that sense, right? I mean, some people have a, a higher or stronger Potential. Uh, you know, potential or, or, you know, capability of that. But you're saying all of us can learn to make that connection. Well, yeah, when I was in England, um, they taught me that mediums are born, not made. Mediums are born, not made. That's why it's rare. But then as, you know, um, and I even put that in my first book, but as years, gone, as years have gone by, I realized, well, wait a minute. I think we all have the capacity or the potential for it. Um, you may, I was born with a strong potential for it, so it was easier, more so than someone else. But if, you, if you're born with less potential, it's going to take you a while um, to get to a level that you can demonstrate with a client or in, in, in public. But yeah, we're all, we all have the potential. But Diane, it's almost like um, someone who's playing, who, we can all learn to play the piano. doesn't mean we're going to be good at it, and it doesn't mean we're going to be professional at it. Right. That's true. Because <laughs> I've picked up guitar many times and have zero, you know, musical ability. But I love what you're telling people that we can work on some of these things with a lot of the exercises that you provide in the book. And we can at least build our intuition and be more aware of our loved ones around us 
and and work on on strengthening that. And you know, I've seen you demonstrate your abilities many times. If anybody out there listening gets a chance to see John in a live setting, you really have to do it. It's it, it's so exciting. And I've listened to the questions that people ask, and the one that seems to come up the most is, "My loved one, okay, or are right. they suffering?" And people yeah. seem really concerned that this earthly suffering continues. And I yeah. think that you know, after you re- read the book, you know, you can reassure people that it doesn't. Absolutely. When you leave this physical body, you leave all the pain, all the suffering. You're not attached to this overcoat anymore. You're pure spirit. You're pure essence. When the, and, you know, and a lot of people say, is my, is my loved one okay? And I say, they're fine. We're not. Right. <laughs> We're the ones that are, that are dealing with it. And they're, you know, they're out of pain. They're in a in a much better place, and I think exactly. we and we have to think of it more too. Like, and then after reading the book, it's not like they're in, or or, may, or maybe you can clarify <laughs> this for me. I'm trying to describe it how how I'm thinking of it. Not like they're in a human form, physical form, as we would think of it. They're they've sim- simply kind of transformed, and they're they're more in an energetic form, right? Absolutely, and there is a spirit body too. Do they keep this spirit body on the other side? I mean, they will get, when when a, a dad will come through. He'll give me what he looked like while he was here, um, how tall he was, where the illnesses was, maybe any marks or scars or what they did for a living. They're doing that so the person who is the recipient of the message knows. Oh my God, that really is my dad. And when you can bring through the personality of someone too, that's even more special. Um, you know, with some validation. But I, I think Diane, it's you know. It's so strange. I mean, we won't really know for sure until we go there. But, you know, a lot of people want to know, well, what, what, am I, what is my loved one doing on the other side? And I don't know if they're doing this just for validation, but I've had kids uh, who have passed away who are just about to get their teaching degree in college passes away and says, please tell my mom I'm, te- I'm teaching now um, children over here. And the mother would say to me, oh, my God, that's what he wanted to do. And I believe you can continue to do that. I've had a little boy come through who was saying he was playing baseball. I had a grandmother saying she was sitting on, the, on her chair, just rocking on the porch, and that's how her granddaughter would know her. You see, so are they just saying that for the recipient, or are they really doing that? Because they're telling me, this is what I'm doing. Or is it a reality? Because he can get really into quantum physics with this. Is it what we choose to do on the other side? Like in the movie, What Dreams May Come, that starred the late Robin Williams. Right. I I was wondering about that. Is is that just the way that they're describing it for our human brains to wrap around and understand, or, or like you said, well, I guess we'll find out when we get there. You know, are they really doing that, or how? I we... think they are. I think they are. <laughs> I mean, I you know, there's universities over there. There's schools. There's you know, from what I've heard, and and basically too, Diane. From um, I got a. a the best evidence possible are people like Anita Mojani, okay, people that have passed away or had near-death experience, been there, resuscitated, and come back to tell what they have seen. I think they're the best people because they've been there, and a lot of it's usually positive, most of it, and it seems like they all come back, these near-death experiencers come back with the same thing. There were people there to greet me. I saw these colors. There was, a, there was a force. There was a spiritual being. There was a guy. There were my people. There was this light. But basically, the love is what you hear the most. And these people that have come back, 
if and Danny and Brinkley, another one. He died a few, a few times. You know, got struck by lightning, and then he, he, I think he died three times. And I know him, and I said, Danny, and they just don't want you yet. You know, so it's um, he kept coming back, and um, I think that it's uh, um, I think it's uh, it, it is a spiritual realm, but I don't think we can comprehend. Because uh, we're thinking of it as in, as in physical terms, you know, in, or, or, or with linear time. Yeah, exactly. And if people want to explore that a little bit more, it's really fascinating to read Anita's book. I love called "Dying to Be Me," and she gives such uh, a fascinating and clear description of her experience. And I wonder just what you've said. Like some things are commonalities where people will see. Uh, people from the other side at their time of death kind of coming over and helping them make that transition or the light, you know, or going through the tunnel or that kind of thing. Those are things that everybody or or a lot of people have have reported back. But what I thought was most fascinating that Anita said, and you just mentioned it, the linear time, she said that time doesn't exist in the way that we're thinking of it on this earthly realm. Like she could just think of being somewhere and that thought would take her to that person or that experience. Absolutely, absolutely. And what I found fascinating, because I did an event with her, and it's a great person to talk with, I figured um, when I first met her, heard about her, and I knew she was going to be at one of our conferences, I can do her conferences, I walked up to her, I said, well, wait a minute, I talked to the other side, you've been there, there's got to be something we can do together. So we did, and um, she said that when she saw her family, when she was floating above her body, she could see her family surrounding her body, but she didn't know how to get across that she was okay, which, which goes to show me, so she's in spirit form on the other side, which, goes to, which shows me that when someone goes to the other side, they don't naturally know how to talk to a medium either. They have to learn also, because a lot of, you know, it's, they're over the other side, it's a new form of communication for us here and for them on the other side. And it, you were also just talking about um, you know, there were similar situations where they go into the light, they see relatives. But I also talk about Diane near, um, um, deathbed visions, DBVs, like V and Victor, where people who are about to pass are seeing people. David Kessler is big into this too. His vision trips in crowded rooms, people that have come from the other side to greet them, and while the person is still somewhat in their body. But you know what I found fascinating, Diane, is the section that Raymond Moody is discovering now or researching. Um, Shared death experiences as opposed to deathbed. Shared death experiences, if I can share that for a second, Diane, sure. that's okay. Right. So it's people who have uh, just about to pass, they may see their mother, their father, and the doctors are always saying, oh, they're just hallucinating. Why? First of all, why is it always people that have passed away that are coming to these people that are about to pass? Why, since if they're hallucinating, why can't it be a pet? That's a lie. Why can't it be your, uh, a relative? That's a lie. It's always people that have passed because they're, they're getting ready to take you home, um, you know, to, to the spirit world where you came from. But shared death experience is different. It's when doctors and nurses and clinicians are there at the time of somebody passes. What happens when the person passes, the person who was witnesses, who was witnessing this, not a family member, but a doctor, clinician, or the nurses, are also taking part in that passing They see the light that the people are going into. They can see the people on the other side. They can feel themselves slowly floating up a little, but they never go all the way back. And then they come back, and apparently the quantum physics of the room changes. So, I mean, this is being reported by, you know, the the medical staff. It's not talked about too much, but it's happening. So I think that is totally, 
totally amazing. Now you're really talking something when they're actually seeing something when the person passes who has nothing to do besides being their doctor and nurse to the person who just passed. Right. And you go into that in the book. And that's so amazing. You know, I have I heard of a uh, experience like that. And I saw it on the documentary I watched about George Harrison. Olivia Harrison described being in the room as George was passing. And she said just the light in that room was was just unbelievable. And so she shared that. In, right. in the documentary, see? if anyone gets a chance to see that, I'm a big Beatles fan. But, I mean, that's just some incredible information and something that you do talk about in the book. Now, I want you to be able to tell people – so you you go into you know your experience and how you do readings. And I, I know I've asked you this before, but I think it's so cool. Like, And I've seen you do it. What you see when the, the spirit is making contact – and you you see like pictures of things, right? So would you say you're a, a clairvoyant? Sometimes I will I will hear see I hear a lot too, and it's it's really strange. Some people may understand this. I hear the pictures. Weird, right? I hear the pictures. Um, it's almost like a picture speaks a thousand words. Do you understand? So, um, like for instance, I just did. Um, I just did uh, Washington State with Celebrate Your Life, Mishka Productions, and I'm giving my lecture. It was a three-hour lecture. It was, a, it was a long, and I'm giving a lecture, and just after the teaching and having a good laugh with the audience and, and teaching them some things about psychic development and the other side, um, as I am, just before I was going to go on uh, to give a message, I got something, but as I was just about to do this, in my mind's eye, um, remember, it's not like a 3D rift. It's almost like as you're talking to me, Diane, you can still picture your kitchen in your mind's eye or for the listener. Yes, you're listening to me, but in your mind's eye. So that's what it's like. It's subjective. In my head, I saw an old sled. I knew it had to be with Santa. I knew it was coming from a dad that has passed, and I knew that the dad worked at Santa's village or he played Santa. And I went right to a specific section of the audience. I said, who here understands um, a dad who's passed away? Um, He worked. But, um, not that it was his job 100%. I said, but he actually has something to do with Santa's village. He played Santa Claus, um, and he passed around this time like four or five years ago, and I gave the ailment. And sure enough, a gentleman's head was raised, and he said that his father did pass that way and that his father was a fireman, and he would always drive as Santa in a 1935 fire truck dressed up like a sleigh for Santa, you know, every single year. And I even felt the guy's belly. And I said, well, wait a minute. I said, I don't think he needed padding, did he? That He did have a Santa. He said, absolutely. So you see, I, I felt the passing and I saw the sled in my mind's eye. But yet in the sled, as opposed to do you like to sled? Do you have a sled? Do you have a, did you have one as a kid? No, I knew what the sled meant, and they know how to send it to me yeah, with, the, with the feeling, because I, get, um, I do see very symbolically, and every picture usually has a meaning um, to it, because I've learned from the past what that psychic, da- in my psychic databank, spirit will go into my mind and use everything that I've ever saw, everything that I've ever seen, tasted, movie I saw, colors, everything that's in my mind that they can use to get me to uh, say the message that they want. Mm-hmm. That's so fascinating. And so I'm sure over the years, like you've, you've learned to, to hone that information. I learned to hone it and just to give what I get, 
to give what I get. And this weekend, too, you know um, our people, Diane, Greg Braden, Joe Dispenza, Denise Lynn. We were all in Washington, you know, at this fantastic event. And I listened to three hours of Joe Dispenza. And he was talking about, he's amazing, you know that. Um, he's an amazing guy. And he was talking about the quantum field. You know, putting it out there in the quantum field, which is the R and stuff. And I realized that's exactly what I do. I put, um, I can open it up where I go into the quantum field, if you want to put it to that scientific word. And he said, that's exactly what, because I asked him at dinner. I said, Joe, I'm in the quantum field. He goes, yeah, John, but what you're doing when you're in the quantum field, you are linking to a consciousness. And when you give exactly what you're getting, that's when, the, when it's even stronger. I said, absolutely, because I teach my students um, give what you get, because if you start questioning and you come back into your own mind, you'll close your aura, close the quantum field, and you lose the link to the person on the other side. And you have to reestablish it all over again. So fascinating. I love the mechanics of this work, Diane. I love the science part of this. How interesting that the science now is you know, kind of offering some support or maybe even somewhat of, of an explanation of, of how that can work. Absolutely. And um, they keep saying that there's never been any scientific research. It is out there, Diane. So I don't, you know, I don't want to even go there with, uh, you know, any cynics. The research is out there about psychic ability, about the other side. Mediums have been tested, neurofeedback, blind studies. It's, it's out there if people want to really see it. Right. Things have been documented. You just have to get out there and, and do some research. So we're going to take a break in a few minutes, but I did want to talk to you about something that I've never heard you really talk about before that you mentioned in the book. And in the book, you talk about thin places. And, yes. and I've, I've been to places where, in how you describe it as thin. And of course, like you could think of places that might be obvious, like Sedona or, or something like that, right. where people feel that they can connect to spirit. But then I thought, and this is what I, why I wanted to ask you, wouldn't this be different for everybody, places that would be meaningful, maybe that we um, might have had another life, possibly, or places that we went to with our loved ones that we feel close to them? Could those be those thin places? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's any place that you feel... Um, can you feel connected to God, to the other side, to your loved ones? Um, you know, there's a lot in England, um, you know, that I'm attracted to. Um, Cornwall, Travon, um, New Orleans, um, the Wells Cathedral. Um, I think you can open up that thin place, but, the, you know, but it is like Sedona, uh, Machu Picchu. Um, where the Egyptians are, uh, you know, in Egypt. It's, uh, yeah, and the Celts called it too. They're the ones that came up with it, the thin place. And I believe that it's a, a thin place is when the veil from the other side, it's thin anyways. The, the other side, it's not like this far off place. It just surrounds our um, reality. Um, but I think it's um, when you're in a thin place, it's almost like you have one foot there and the other side and one foot here on this side. Right, and you can feel maybe the presence of that person. I, I thought Absolutely. that was so interesting. Well, we're going to come back um, in just a minute or two and continue the conversation with John and also take your calls, 816-251-3555, and you can hear for yourself what John does and the gift that he has. Talking with John Holland, I'm Diane Ray. Thank you so much for listening. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
It takes you to power Unity Online Radio. If you'd like to make a positive difference in the world, you can by contributing to this global ministry. Unity Online Radio relies on listeners like you to support our broadcasts that send our messages out to an awakening world. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate today. Here is a Unity Mindful Moment with Catherine Ponder, taken from a classic talk called The Prosperous Truth, recorded at Unity of Austin in 1991. Now, basically, one wonderful thing about The Prosperous Truth is this. Whatever you need next most in your life, whatever you need next most in your life begins to come to you when you study the prosperous truth because the word prosper means wholeness. Therefore, when you study the prosperous truth, it becomes a very soul-satisfying process because it reaches you wherever you are at your level of growth and understanding and gives you what you need at that point. To find out more about Unity teachings, visit unity.org. Here's a Unity Mindful Moment. The ancient Chinese philosopher known as Lao Tzu brings us into the present moment with this quote. Do you have the patience to wait until your mud settles and the water is clear? Can you remain unmoving till the right action arises by itself? The master doesn't seek fulfillment, but not seeking, not expecting, is fully present and can welcome all things. When you're feeling impatient, think about this passage and trust in the moment. Take time out for you and join other like-minded souls looking to build their connection to spirit with the Unity at Sea Cruise in 2019. Experience a spiritual retreat at sea as you participate in a special program designed to help you on your individual journey of self-discovery. Deepen and explore your spiritual growth with Unity ministers and presenters as you enjoy exotic Caribbean ports of call. For all the details, go to unity.org slash unity at sea now to make a deposit by January 30th and save $100. Tune into Everyday Attraction with Ray Zander every Friday at 12 p.m. Central here on Unity Online Radio. Take a deep dive into the teachings of Abraham and discover how to make the law of attraction work for you in your life. Each week, Ray goes into the heart of understanding the power of our emotions and how to become conscious co-creators. Learn how to release resistant thoughts and live life to the fullest. Find out more at everydayattraction.com. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Welcome back to Be Present, the Diane Ray Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for joining me for the show today. My guest is John Holland, the world-renowned psychic medium, spiritual teacher, and author. We've been talking about his latest book, Bridging Two Realms, 
which I highly recommend if you're interested in this subject. John just gets in deep with some really fascinating information that he shares in the book. So definitely check that out. And I've been inviting people to call in and join the show because, you know, you can't have John on without hearing him do his thing, you know, that he does so well. And it's just so fun to listen to. Never, It never gets old for me, John, <laughs> after all this okay, time. I've, I've heard you do it, and it's so great. So I did want to um, have you just kind of explain to the people that are calling in if they've never – spoken to a medium before, what to um, what to expect, I guess. Okay, so th- the way I like it is I may ask you, who do you want to connect with, or I just might go right into it. And I don't want them to feed me the information, but this is for uh, I, th- what I'm known for, Diane, is more of, of a medium. I can do the psychic work, um, but uh, I am known for connecting to the other side. So, and there's no guarantee. You may want your mom. You may get your mother-in-law. You may want your dad. You may get your best friend's mother. You, you, it's, it's not in the – I don't dial them. Whoever wants to come through comes through, and there's usually a reason why, why that happens. So all I ask is just keep talking to me, and I may ask you for the speed of the radio show. Who do you want to connect with? You may get that person. You may not. But uh, try not to feed me too much information and keep an open mind. Right. I love it. Okay. Well, now let's see who comes through. This is the exciting part. So let's go to Katie, and she's on line five. We'll bring her on. Katie. Katie. I'm really enjoying the show. Hi, Katie. I'm so glad you could join the show. This is great. So, Katie, you're on with John Holland today. Hi, John. Hi, Katie. Where are you calling from? Knoxville, Tennessee. Right, right. So have you ever spoken to a medium before? Have you done this? I have indeed, and I find it incredibly gratifying. Okay, all right. Good, good, good. So you're hoping to connect with someone, yes? Yes. Okay, all right, Katie. Katie, am I right? Mom is here. Oh, beautiful. Perfect. Yes. Mom is living. Oh, no, no. I thought you mom meant Mom is passed. No. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I feel yes. the reason why is first I want to talk about her mom. Okay, did you know her mom? Oh, I did not, no. Okay, I got, I got a woman who wants to come through, and I feel like I'm on mom's side of the family, okay? And mm-hmm. I know that you've already given me you know, validation that your mom has passed, so I need her to give me some more validation. But I feel very motherly uh, with you. I didn't want to talk about dads or uncles or brothers. I want to go right into uh, the mother aspect um, of this. Okay. I understand that, darling. Here she is. Okay, are you her only daughter and you have two brothers, or are you one of three, please? I am her only child at all. Okay. Is she, do you have two kids? I have one. Okay. She's talking about two other... Do you have a son, darling? No, just one, okay. one child. I'm seeing one and two. One and two. There's something about one and two, and I don't think it means the 12th, but let me, just, let me just get this. I know you're the only girl, but she's talking about two others, okay? And let's just see where this goes, all right? Why is, okay. February, sure. why is February connected to you, please? February. Birthday anniversary of passing. Yeah. Uh, My mother passed in March. Okay, but I want you to watch something about February. Okay, there's something about the month of February. Just write this down, all right? But I know your mom, as she's she's stepping forward here too, though, she passed, she knew she was going to pass, Katie, yes? I think that she did. It it was a surprise, but we, we knew something was wrong. 
Okay, that's fine. All right, because I don't feel like healthy as a horse and then like someone has like a very massive heart attack. I just feel like there was some warning or some sign before she yes, passes. Yes, you are correct. All right? Yes. And is she not gone long, Katie? Is she only gone, is she gone less than four years, please? That would be my father. No, my mom's okay. gone for a little more than 10. Okay, that's fine. All right, then they're going to be coming through together because I'm getting something about somebody passing around four years. Four years. And where's the chest element? Where's the chest ailment for somebody, please? Yes, both my parents had heart issues. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. But let me ask you, darling, okay? Because, and I'll be honest too, Diane, if I'm getting it mixed up, I have no problem saying that. Did dad, with, dad pass from an illness that they knew he was going to, he knew he was going to pass, please? Correct, yes. Okay, that's what it is. I feel like the person that I'm linking with, all right, they knew they were going. I feel like I can say goodbye. You know what I mean? Where I, ha- I could finish some of the things that I needed to do. Um, and right. with your mom, from what you're saying is still sudden, so not a lot of time to say goodbye. So I'm going to stick to dad for a second, all right? I just okay. feel like uh-huh. he's there too. And I'm telling you, Katie, February is going to mean something. I want you to check in on dad's side of the family, okay? And okay. I understand uh-huh. that. And who had the terrier that's passed, please? Who had the dog? Oh, my father did. Yes. What What is it, Diane? If you say German Shepherd, I'd be like, no, no, um, Katie, you're making it fit. Who had the terrier? Um, that was my, my father. My father's, after my mother died, my father remarried, and his wife had had a, I forget what kind of dog, but a little dog just like that, yes. Absolutely. And, and the dog has passed, correct? You know, I don't know because I'm not in touch with the wife anymore. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. And also, on your, you see, you want your mom, but the, uh, I think it's the dad that's the strongest. Who was in the Air Force or who pilots planes, Katie? Uh, my my father was in the Navy. Um, well, is there someone, is there someone that <laughs> my flies planes? My boyfriend's father was in, flew planes. Okay, and is he passed too? Yes, he is. Okay, yes, right. you got it all. You got it all coming in here. See, you, you wanted the mom. You see what I mean? But she's also making uh-huh. me aware of here too. I know that I got the grandmother. I feel like the father, and I got the mother connection too. We're in the month of August, going into September. Fortunately or unfortunately, um, you know, pretty much here too. Though, is this your birthday right now, please? September is yes. Okay, September what, darling? Twenty seventh. Okay, fine. Because I know that's it. But so there's like birthday wishes that's coming through here. Yeah, I hear you. Your mom is making me aware of too. One last thing too, Katie. Was mom, you said 10 years ago, was she, was she coma before she passed or, or not right of mind before she passes? Um, no, she had atrial fibrillation and we thought she was fine and one day she just killed over. Okay. All right, that's fine. I feel like there's something going on with the brain also, uh, you know, with her. Okay. Um, okay, but I, I, this is definitely her coming through. But remember, I want you to remember the February connection on Dad's side of the family. And it's, okay. this message is it's the, the validation. I want it to be stronger right now. You know what I mean? But I feel like you believe mm-hmm. in the after. You know what I find too strange, Katie? Not even strange, and Diane too. You believe in the afterlife, don't you, Katie? Totally. Yes. So I find that the best readings, not that you don't miss your people, Katie, I find the best readings are people that are so bereaved. That's when I find the connection really, really intense. Sometimes some people say to Diane and Katie, my loved ones never come through for me. And I say, do you believe in afterlife? Do you believe that they're okay? And they say, yes. There's not a a, a greater need as for someone who just lost a child or someone who is so uh, bereaved. Do you understand, Katie? 
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I can understand absolutely, that. Absolutely, sure. absolutely. And you have you said you have a daughter, yes? How old is she, please? Uh, she is twenty four. She'll be twenty five in the fall. Okay. So did she go to she did she go to college, please? Yes, she did. Okay. Is she now teaching? Um, she's working for a think tank. Okay. I don't know. I don't understand what that is. Well, she's not a teacher, but she produces materials that that do aid in education. That's a yes. Okay. <laughs> because <laughs> that's a yes. That your people okay. are so proud of her. I'm like, tell me about the granddaughter. And they're making me aware. There's education around her. All right. I feel teaching. But if I get education and teaching, I'm okay with that. It's not like you're saying, well, she is a, uh, she makes wood or she's a sculptor. Do you see what I mean? But uh, but I know that right. she, and she has also worked in, in some schools as a tutor. So she's definitely done things in that category. Absolutely. 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 And they see this. They, they really do see this. And I don't know if this is your mom or the grandmother too. Mom lived in your area, Katie? Yes. Okay. Um, I don't like to do flowers or jewelry because anyone who's listening, it's so common. It's unless they give me something specifically. Where's the rose bushes? Oh, yes, in her garden. Absolutely. Nice. um, So are you still in touch with that house? Does anyone still live there that you know? Unfortunately, no. Okay, and it's not like you're going to go sneak over and look in the yard at the roses, are you, darling? No, I can't. I wish I could. Okay, I'm telling you, they're big roses, okay? I'm not talking these little daisy kind of roses. These are big rose bushes. Do you understand? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. They're they're extra blooming. They're making me aware, but don't go over there sneaking that house, all right? Because we don't (laughs) want anybody calling the cops on you. But, Katie, you're a love. Thank you so much for calling. Thanks, Katie. See, that's amazing how... Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for listening. And I, I love how that was just a good demonstration of where you're expecting one one person or something or you're hoping and then you're getting different information and it's, and it's yeah. someone else entirely. And I don't like to go by what they give me, Diane, because we I don't want to be accused of, oh, look, they're just giving back with it. No, she, she got it. I was more with the evidence of the dad. And she had to say, no, that's how my dad passed. That's fine. I mean, people are like, well, you said the mother. You know what, Diane? I'm, di- I'm, I'm dealing with another reality. You know what I mean? So work with me, people. Right. <laughs> Help me out here. Right. Well, let's uh, try another one here and go to Cherie calling from, I uh, believe, in California on line four. And we'll bring her up here. Cherie, thank you so much for Hi. joining the show. Hi. Thanks for calling in today. How are you? Hi, Cherie. Hi, John. How are you? I'm good, good. What can I do for you? I um, am trying to remember what you said not to tell you. <laughs> um, okay, it's, it's uh, as long as you're not looking, to, I mean, a lot of people will call me on these shows with the greatest respect. I can do that. Some people were like, when am I going to meet somebody? That's not what I'm doing. All right, okay. Right. But I, um, as I'm with you, right? Sherry, did you lose um, immediately what I pick up here? Would you have lost a brother, please? No. Oh, Sheree, okay. can I tell you, just turn down your radio in the back there or your computer because we're getting a little sure. feedback Sorry. there. That's okay. Oh, yeah, because it's a slow feedback. There. Is that better? And, yes. And, yeah, yeah. And who, who, where's, okay. the, where's the mail that passes, um, Sherry, that's unexpected? What is it? My son. My son. Hey, darling. Okay. And I said your brother. Do you see how I'm not doing grandfather, dad? Brother to the side, sure. son is to the side, sure. or, you know, below you, that's fine. I feel like there's a, a, sure. a male that wants to come through here. Was he a young man, though, Sherry, please? Yes. 
Okay. In other words, I'm not six years old when I go over. I have to be like anywhere from 19 to 25 or something, correct? Correct. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like a very young man here as he's coming through. And um, I know you're the mom, Sherry, so you're going to be biased. Good-looking kid, Diane. Good-looking kid. <laughs> and, and he's making me aware. He's giving me number one. Okay, now don't, don't tell me anything. Am I right he's the youngest of two boys? Yes. Okay, darling. And I don't want to say favorite, but right now he is because he's on the show. Do you know what I mean? So as he's coming through here, and I don't feel he's been over there, um, Sherry, like um, more. I don't feel like he's been over there 10 years either. You know what I mean? Um, when I, I try to feel it out here. I could be wrong with this. Is it four years, three years, please? Three years. Okay. Yeah. All right. I hear you. I hear you, my friend. He's making me good personality, this kid, too, Diane. I mean, uh, Diane and Sherry. He's making me aware. Um, Sherry, you lost your dad? Yes. He said, please tell her I'm with her dad, which is his grandfather. I don't know if he yes. met the grandfather in life, but I'm telling you. Do you understand that, Sherry? Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. Yes, I do. Absolutely. Oh, bless you, man. Your father passes before your son, correct? Yes. Didn't you put a wish or a prayer up to your dad? Daddy, take care of him? Yes, absolutely. He said, I heard you. I heard you. And I'm doing that, okay? I promise you I'm doing that. Is Sherry, I'm not getting mom or Cherie. Is your mom still here, darling? No. Okay. This is this is between. I'm not getting her. This is about the dad and the son that is, uh, is coming through here. Understand that he passes how he, he I, I hear you, he's, he's making me go very gentle with you, Sheree. He's saying he's sorry how he passed. Do you understand this? Yes, I do. Okay, darling. Okay. All right. All right, because I know losing of a kid is not the natural order, but the way he passes is, is sad for everybody. I understand. And am I right, Sherry? This is an unexpected passing with him, please. Yes. Yeah, I don't feel like a long, drawn-out illness, like something that you were prepared for maybe since he was a kid. I feel like it's a shock yeah. to the family, all right? It's a shock Absolutely. to the family. Oh, I, I hear you. I hear you. Um, would you have one daughter, Cherie? No. Did he leave? Was there one girlfriend for him here, please, before he passed? Yes. Okay. I got to acknowledge a special girl here. You know what he's showing me, Cherie? Um, does the name Lucy mean anything to you, please? Or Louie? Or Lois, or Louise. They no. show me Lucille Ball with red hair, which always means to me, um, I love Lucy the series, redhead, or the name Lou or Lucy. Don't don't forget that I said that, okay? Because I don't usually right, get it right. for, no, for for no reason at all. You know what I mean? And Desi Arnaz, there's a whole I love Lucy. Unless your mom loved the program or something, but I'm just going to leave everything else um, you understand, okay? I really do that. Yes. Uh, bless you. Oh. Let me ask you, there's a reason why I'm asking you this, okay? Cherie, how old are you, please? 60. 60. Now, what I'm about to say, because I always associate what I'm going to say to people who are younger, but more and more people are doing this, okay? Did you get the small tattoo in memory of your son? No. I just feel, do you know if someone, he has one brother here, yes? Yes. Okay, do you know if the brother did a small insignia of his initials, of your son's initials, or his name on his wrist or his forearm or something, please? Not that I'm aware of. 
Okay, that's fine. He, he, your son is just showing me something about the wrist. All right, something about the wrist. Unless uh, no, I think it has to do with the uh, passing, or there's like a small emblem. I don't know if it's a Chinese symbol or here. But I, yeah, I know, I know. Uh, Sherry, really quickly too. He would take on some of the responsibility of his passing, please, your son. Yes. Do you understand that, Sherry? You know what I mean. It's like wrong place at the wrong time, yes. doing something I shouldn't yes. be doing. Yes. So he's taking yes. on some of the responsibility, which when I get that too, Sherry, because as a mom, most people, a lot of people want to know this here. This is not someone who takes their own life purposely. I don't feel that. I feel right. like something happened right. and I went too far or it's a stupid mistake and I did too much. That's, that's how exactly. I'm getting that. That's why it's a shock to the family. You know what? Let me talk to you again about this tattoo thing. Where are you sitting right now? I'm sitting in my office, in my business. Okay. Isn't the little picture in the little frame of him right there in front of you? Yes. Scratch the tattoo. So you don't have an 8 by 10 on your desk of your kid. It's just a little frame with a little picture of him, yes? Yes. That's what I'm talking about. I don't know if it's round or what, but um, he's. <laughs> I love your kid. He's a bit of a wise-ass too, Cherie, all right, with the greatest respect. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, because, see, sometimes things don't change, all right? He's saying to me, it's not a tattoo. It's a small picture that she's looking at right where she is. Do you understand? He's so blunt but loving, okay, as he's doing this here, too. And he's also making me aware of here, too, though. Where's your son, um, Cherie? Is, um, where, where are you, California? Yes, Where's his big brother? Where's his brother? Is he out of California, Northern California? Where no. is he? No, he's no, he's here. Okay, I used and you're you're in touch with your son, correct? Absolutely. Okay, he's trying. And where's his dad, please? His dad is on the other side. Okay, all right. Because I know there's a relationship distance and i wasn't sure if it was the son or the father and the father's on the other side that that totally makes sense but this is definitely all about uh your kid um i'm not picking up the husband per se um i can f maybe feel that but i feel like this is all about your son this is all about your son in one second i understand that mm -hmm. and he's making me aware here too that a lot of love i'm coming through is there a three-year difference between him and his brother please yes yeah, absolutely. You know what's fun, Cherie? I mean, what's funny? Um, you're not only his mom. I just feel like you two, would, would you two, could he share things with you? A lot of people don't share things with their moms. I understand that. But I feel like you're a friend to your kid, too. Some mothers, you know, their mothers, they don't want to be best friends with their kid, um, I guess. But I just feel like you two would have had some friendly conversations. He looks to you like a friend also. And I don't know why he's putting that across, all right? But I really, really do. Okay, remember I said to you, Lou, isn't somebody connected to Louisiana or New Orleans, Cherie? Mm, no. And you didn't and do Mardi Gras with your son. Could the Lou thing be him? Um, absolutely. absolutely. It's who they are, who they're with, or please say hi to. What is his name? Okay, Luke. <laughs> yes, I'll take it. It's not like you're saying Stanley. You know what I mean? That's fine. So Luke, Lukey, Luke, that's fine. That's great, because I'm getting Luke. just the Lou, yep. the L-U part of it. And, and you know what? Yeah. A skeptic may say, no, 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 yes, yes, yes. If you said Bobby... And I'd be like, no, okay. But, yeah, he's trying to get me probably to, to say his name. But he's with you, Donna, and really, really strong. He talks about here, too, though, why is, next, why are two, why is two months going to be significant, um, Cherie, October for you? I don't know. 
okay, this birthday anniversary of passing, I'm around like the 25th, the 23rd. Don't wait for that date. It's already, it's already, it's an anniversary or something, okay? But I'm glad that you called, and, and of course, you were meant to, uh, you were meant to get through here too, though. And this kid, as he's on the other side, I know he's, I know he's busy, and um, this kid is fast. I don't know if he ever sat down in, while he was living. I just feel like this kid mm-hmm. is all over the place. He's got a lot of energy, and he's got a motorcycle. Do you understand that? Do you understand that? Yeah, I do. Why the motorcycle, Cherie, just for the audience? Um, Probably because that's what we did a lot of, was desert riding and motorcycles and off-road vehicles and things. I love that. That, You know, that to me, that's valid. That's evidence. He says, and make sure you tell her I'm on the motorcycle, okay? Right. All right, right. so remember this too, though. John. Okay, hey, darling, do me a favor. I want you to email my office. Assistant, not assistance, assistant with a T. No, you know what? E- here's an easy one. Radio at johnholland.com. Radio at johnholland.com. Let me send you one of my books. That would be amazing. Okay, you hang on, Thank Don. you so much, you. Thank Don. you so thank much. You so much. I, couldn't, I couldn't have wanted more for him to come. I just never imagined he would. So thank you so Absolutely. much. Absolutely. It's the love that does, is the bridge, okay? So radio at johnholland.com, and let me send you my new book, Bridging Two Realms. Okay. Thank you so much, John. You're welcome, darling. Oh, that's so generous. Thanks so much for doing that. I know Cherie's really going to love that. Wow. I've got like the the hair on my arms is standing up because there was just the validation was so incredible in that reading. Yeah, but you see Luke, Lou. Right. Lou, see? I'm like, yep, that's fine. And I, and I, I don't get upset when people don't remember or make the connection because – I know what it's like to be a recipient of a message. It's fast, and you're asking people to remember things on a dime, you know, so it's not that easy. That's why I'm patient, and then afterwards they're like, oh, my God, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Right, right, but so many things in that made sense. His age, you zeroed in on that it was an accident, the mm-hmm. motorcycle. The tattoo um, that wasn't a tattoo. Wow, and that she was looking at a small picture of him on uh, right. the table in front of her. I mean, that I was like, wow. I mean, because sometimes there'll be a really strong connection like that, um, and, and maybe others are different. Right, and you know what, too, Diana? I've known you for many years at Hay House, uh, you know, here from Hay House Radio, and, you know, the, the brilliance that you brought there and taught us a lot how to bump in and bump out, and I learned a lot from you. <laughs> did you ever, did you ever um, and I know you're a radio person here, too, though, but have you ever sung in your life? Have you sang? In the shower, but, oh. <laughs> but not, <laughs> not for people, no. Okay, all right. And, um, we got a minute, Diane. Yeah, let me know if he's like, no, John, because I want you to do a proper bump out and everything. But do you know anyone that's passed, Diane, that would have had a throat cancer? Or esophageal cancer or a throat issue, please. Well, my grandmother used to sing, and she had um, her thyroid removed, but she okay. didn't die of, of any of those things. Okay, but she's passed, right? Yes. Okay. As I'm with you, I'm supposed to talk about singing, and I'm supposed to, th- and, I'm, and I didn't want to say, well, you got a good throat center or a throat chakra. This had to do with singing or an illness. So if your grandmother sang on stage and, or in church more than once, Diane, correct? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Is Michael connected to you too, Diane, please? Michael. Or to your family or to your grandmother, Mikey or Mark, Michael. No. I've never read for you before. I know. You're cut, now I'm like, I'm off my game because <laughs> okay. I'm trying to think of how that, uh, that name okay, would work. Darling. And the uh, grandmother, is, is this the grandmother you knew best? Yes. Is this the one that, okay, yeah. 
she's, uh, I mean, she's, and this is your mom's mom? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. All around you, all around you. Sweet woman. The name Michael is being called out. Who they're, who, it could be who they are, who they're with, or please say hello to somebody who's here. Uh, but, you know, I know that's really, really strong, but she's a typical grandmother. Do you understand? Typical yes. grandmother. And where did she sing? Church? That's so interesting. Um, I don't believe at church, but I know she sang in choirs yes. uh, with other people, I think at um, different places around the 1920s era, like speakeasies. And she was good at it. She loved it. And what happened with the thyroid, she had that removed and it kind of ended things for her. Oh, as, no as far as singing. Okay, beautiful. But yeah, So she's all around you, Diane. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm so glad that I had the opportunity to be on your show because I miss you. Oh, I miss you too. And, you know, um, in the book you're talking about ways that your loved ones communicate. And I do think about the, the grandmother that came through. And I, I love you, Nanny, <laughs> if you're around me. But what, uh, what I've noticed sometimes when she's, when she's around is smells. And uh, she used to wear Estee Lauder Youth Do, which is a very distinctive smell of perfume. Absolutely. And I'll every once in a while I get a whiff, you know, of that. And people yep. may think and that's insane, too, but it, it's I, true. I talk about those signs in the book. Don't explain it away because they, they don't even make that scent anymore probably. And if, you I don't know, think so. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of people could smell a rose that their mom grew or mom's cologne or a dad's pipe and they explain it away. Don't people, because those on the other side are doing everything they can to get you to try to get your attention to let you know that they're okay. And, and the, uh, the sense of smell is one of them. That's something that I personally pick up, and you explain in the book that it, it's different for other people. Those uh, those senses or, or abilities. I don't know if there's Absolutely. a clear smelliance. Yeah, there is. There is actually, <laughs> actually it's called clear ambiance. Yes, <laughs> it's serious. Really, I've yes, never heard of clear ambiance. And there's a taste, clear gustance, yes. That is so interesting because I, I was aware of the other ones, but but not of that. And I'm very sensitive mm-hmm. to smells too. Absolutely. You know, if something, I'll get a whiff of something and uh, I'll rec- recognize it right away. Oh, wow. People that called in, I'm so sorry. I wish I could get to everybody. Please check out John on his website, johnholland.com, the new book, Bridging Two Realms. And join me next week right here on Be Present, The Diane Ray Show. And John, thank you so much for joining me. You're welcome, darling. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hi, I'm Liz Winter and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Mediumship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.